So much misinformation is taught by self-proclaimed ministers today that it makes it hard to determine what is accurate and who to believe. Among the most prominent of those false teachings is the doctrine about the rapture. This doctrine claims that everyone who has died based on whether they have accepted Jesus Christ verbally as their Savior will be instantly transported to heaven when this event takes place. Let me begin by informing you that the term rapture is found nowhere in the Bible and what is commonly referred to as the rapture is merely the first resurrection. And contrary to popular belief, very few people will participate in that first resurrection. So the false doctrine of the rapture claims that the majority of mankind will be instantly transported to heaven when this event is to take place. But what does the Bible say? Is there an instant ascension to heaven and be with God forever? Or is there a resurrection to judgment? Let us examine the word of God for the truth. Let's begin by going to Psalms chapter 1 verses 5 through 6. Psalms chapter 1 verses 5 through 6 and that's spelled P-S-A-L-M-S and uh, jot it down for future reference if you can't follow along. That applies to all these verses, these scriptures. As it states here, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish or be destroyed. Again, so what you see here is what's being emphasized is a judgment. And as we proceed, that will become uh, more evident, more clear to you. The Bible, as the Bible clearly outlines, uh, a resurrection to judgment as opposed to an ascension to heaven. Now, what uh, uh, these false ministers have done, for the most part, is completely misinterpret 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 uh, verses 35 through 38. Uh, they've taken those particular uh, books and verses completely out of context and they basically use that to justify that false teaching about the rapture. Now what 1 Thessalonians 4 is speaking about in 13 through 18 is speaking about the resurrection, the first resurrection. That is not a rapture. Uh, you will find the term rapture found nowhere in God's word. Uh, the uh, what is being emphasized, and at that date, what they use again is First Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen and First Corinthians fifteen thirty five to fifty eight to uh, justify that false teaching. But again, what they're doing is merely completely misinterpreting the Word of God, right? And uh, completely taking that out, out of context. Uh, what that what happens in the situation is that what that produces is gross deception which results in gross rebellion, uh, which ultimately results in spiritual and physical condemnation. Uh, and that is what normally happens, okay? So what, they, what they've, they've done is completely misinterpreted God's word, as they do with, with uh, so many uh, topics and issues. Completely take, misinterpret the word of God, and they apply their own personal interpretation to the Bible, which results in gross deception, gross rebellion and ultimately physical and spiritual destruction all right now let's make no mistake about that and let's continue if you'll follow me to ecclesiastes that's e-c-c-l-e-s-i-a-s-t-e-s -E 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 chapter 12 verse 13 through 14 ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 through 14 
having as a state chair. Uh, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. All right, now God is emphasizing here, uh, again, once again, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Alright? God is going to bring every secret work into judgment. Every work into judgment with every secret thing. We emphasize, once again, being emphasized a judgment. And as we proceed, that will become more clear and more evident to you as the Bible clearly outlines a resurrection to judgment as opposed to an ascension, a direct ascension to the to heaven. I mean, that is just an absolutely gross misinterpretation of God's word. Um, uh, and I hope to make that clear as we proceed. Let's continue. If you follow me to Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Uh, it just states here, Uh, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them now, once again emphasizing here the judgment all right over and over you see that uh, uh, being emphasized here in God's word is the word of God interprets itself supports itself confirms itself and justifies itself over and over again all right now let's go over that one more time Romans chapter 1 verse 32 knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them alright a judgment being emphasized over and over and over again in the word of God and let's continue to Romans chapter 2 verse 16 as it states here in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel and once again the judgment God emphasizing here that he's going to judge the secrets of men you know and I did an audio a previous audio called uh Everything hidden shall be revealed, and uh, it appears that I'm going to have to redo that audio, and um, I should add that uh, 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 added to the site uh, shortly here. But uh, uh, God is emphasizing that He's going to uh, judge the secrets of men, and as, as I uh, emphasized in, in that particular audio, there is no such thing as secrets. As long as Almighty God exists, you don't have any secrets. Rest assured of that. And uh, anything that you've done in the dark that you hope nobody's ever going to know about everybody's going to know about because God is going to reveal all that on the day of judgment make no mistake about that and once again I hope to have that audio redone called uh, everything hidden shall be revealed and have that added to the site shortly here uh, going into more detail about that but once again uh, here you see a judgment being emphasized over and over and as we proceed that will become more clear to you let's continue if you'll follow me to um, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 10 through 11 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verses 10 through 11 as it states here for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad knowing therefore the terror of the Lord and as I covered in previous audios about the fear of God and what this is emphasizing here uh, uh, that uh, the terror that, that God can be what, what is being emphasized here that God can 
have provoked anger, God is a terrible God. And that is what's being emphasized. It says that the fact that we know that God is can be, God is a terrible God when, when angry. We, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. All right? Knowing, like, let's go over that one more time. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Let's continue. If you'll follow me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter four, and again, this is here. This is what the these false ministers use uh, primarily to justify that false teaching about the rapture. And uh, what's being emphasized here is merely the first resurrection, and they've completely taken this out of context. It is just a complete gross misinterpretation of God's word. And uh, let's just um, let's continue. Again, that's First Thessalonians, and that's spelled T H E S S A L O N. I-A-N-S. Again, that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. As it states here, excuse me, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. And what Paul is saying is, listen here, don't be sorrowful and hopeless like others. He said, because, uh, you know, and, and asleep, and, you know, God uses the term asleep as, as it, it speaks when he's talking about his servants, because I did. In the eyes of God, that's all they're doing is sleeping because death has no power whatsoever over God. All those that have died in Christ are going to be resurrected. You know, there's no such thing as death. Death has no power over God whatsoever. But he says that, uh, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of an archangel with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words now uh, this this is one of the verses uh, or some of the verses that they use justify that false teaching about the rapture. Now once again, the term rapture you will never find anywhere in the Bible. Uh, what's being emphasized here is the first resurrection, which they've mistaken for, for a rapture, which doesn't exist. And all that's being emphasized here is the first resurrection. Only a small uh, number of people are going to participate in that resurrection, and that is the resurrection of the absolutely faithful. Those that keep the commandments of God, that keep the word of God as a whole, and that bear fruit. Right, and they're suffering, they're overcoming this world. That those are the ones that are going to take part in that that first resurrection. This is not the rapture. All right, First Thessalonians chapter four, verse thirteen through eighteen. This is not a rapture of everybody. All right, who has accepted Jesus Christ verbally. That's a gross misinterpretation of the word of God, taken completely out of context. What is this is talking about? Is the first resurrection of the first fruits? All right, there's three resurrections. 
and there's three groups of individuals there's the righteous the unrighteous and the wicked and uh, you know some people say the unrighteous and the wicked aren't they the same no they're not the same the Bible makes that distinction in Isaiah 55 7 where it says let the wicked man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and return unto the Lord for he shall abundantly pardon the Bible is clearly making a distinction there between the white wicked and the unrighteous and that distinction is made is further uh, supported in uh, Psalms chapter 1 let's go there backtrack briefly as it states here therefore the again as Psalms chapter 1 verse 5 through 6 now the distinction is made here as well yes you have to look for it and pay close attention it says therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous the Bible often refers to as the sinner and the unrighteous man and those are used interchangeably not always but in most in a number of instances the term sinner is referring to the righteous unrighteous man but it states here therefore the ungodly and the ungodly man is the wicked and the hater of God all those can be used interchangeably and I've covered that in a previous audio entitled are you a hater of God uh, and it says the, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment which simply means they're going to be destroyed but it goes on to say nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. It's not emphasizing here that the sinner or the unrighteous man is going to be destroyed. It's just saying that he won't be in the congregation of the righteous, or the, uh, the, the because the righteous will participate again in the first resurrection. That's his congregation. All right, he's going to be born into the spiritual family of God. The sinner or the unrighteous man will take part in the second resurrection as a resurrection. Uh, uh, where he will be under the rulership of Christ. He will be required to develop perfect righteous character. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, ultimately filled with the Holy Spirit, and ultimately born into the kingdom himself, him him or her. The final and the resurrection is the resurrection of the wicked. This is the resurrection of destruction, and that is uh, confirmed throughout. Let's go to Job here to just give give you a glimpse of what that is about. Uh, Job... Um, want to elaborate on that briefly here uh, Job chapter 21 verses 30 through uh, 32 oh and this is Job chapter 21 verses um, yeah 30 through 32 as it states here that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction they shall be brought forth to the day of wrath who shall declare his way to, uh, to his face whoso excuse me, who shall repay him what he hath done. God is talking about who's going to declare the man or expose the man for every all the evil that he's done. God said he's going to do it. And he said who's going to repay him for what he's done. God said he is going to do it. Uh, it says not that that wicked that the wicked is reserved. Uh, let's start in 29. Have ye not asked them that go by the way? And do ye not know their tokens that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction? They shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. Who shall declare his way to his face, and who shall repay him what he hath done? Yet shall he be brought to the grave, and shall remain in the tomb. Destruction is what's being emphasized here. Now let's continue. If you'll follow me to, if you'll follow me to First Corinthians chapter fifteen, First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Again, that's First Corinthians chapter fifteen.
we'll begin uh, in, in verse uh, 35 as it states here but some uh, man will say how are the dead raised and with what body do they come though fool that which thou sowest is not quicken except it die and that which thou sowest thou sowest not that body that shall be but bear grain it may uh, it may uh, chance of wheat or of some other grain but God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him and to every seed his own body all flesh is not the same flesh but there is one kind of flesh of men another flesh of beasts another of fishes and another of birds there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial but the body excuse me but the glory of the celestial is one let me just emphasize it's not talking about extraterrestrial beings because these false ministers will immediately take that and completely twist that and take that completely out of context as they apply their own personal interpretation to God's word taking it completely out of context they do it all the time and they do that to their own destruction and I, and I will be uh, hopefully will be doing an audio going into more detail about that uh, these ministers really don't know what they're getting themselves involved in they really need to get other jobs to be honest with you because they're teaching nothing but gross deception which results in gross rebellion and physical and spiritual destruction for those that follow them and them then and, and, and certainly for themselves you're contributing to the spiritual and physical and spiritual the destructions of these people and when you, you think you're going get, to uh, get off you know what God is going to do to you you know so they they're, they completely misinterpret God's word. So let me just emphasize that terrestrial is not talking about extraterrestrial beings, ET. You know, and they'll try and say that that is the case. Completely misinterpreting God's word, taking it completely out of context. Let me just emphasize one more time that there's no way in in the world any man can possibly ever hope to improperly interpret God's word without the Holy Spirit. You will never receive the Holy Spirit if you don't keep God's commandments and word of God as whole. But you have to keep the commandments, that is the beginning. But you will never receive the Holy Spirit of God if you do not keep those commandments. So it is absolutely impossible for them to properly interpret the Word of God and even more impossible for them to obey the Word of God. All right? Not that I won't say even more impossible, it equally it is impossible for them to obey the Word of God. And you see that, you know, go to the churches and be honest with what you see. You know, the hypocrisy in them churches is, is, is sickening, you know. I mean, um, you know, I've been in uh, a couple of them churches, and hypocrisy is absolutely sickening. And I don't like being around fake, phone, you know. When I was in the world, I didn't like to being around just fake people, phone. And that's, you know, that that is that that hypocritical behavior is nothing but fake. It's nothing but fake. You know, they shout and and say, you know, shout Jesus, but in in, in the same breath, they're banned false witness, slandering lying you know and keep, keep just trampling all over the commandments of almighty God and then and, and having a, a disdain for the word of God as a whole but let's continue it says terrestrial but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another there's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars where one star differeth from another star in glory so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. All right? Now this is the true born again process. And I'll have to do an audio going into more detail about that entitled, Are You Really Born Again? Uh, which is another gross misinterpretation of God's word. Uh, 
false teaching that is not consistent with the word of God at all. Now this is the real born again process here. It is sown a natural body that is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. And so it is written. The first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Albeit that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural. And afterward that which is spiritual. Uh, the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And it's thinking about a spiritual rebirth. These individuals being born into the very family of God, spiritual beings with limitless power. The Bible says that uh, and these individuals will have the ability to transform it into any human likeness. All right? Nothing will be impossible for these sons and daughters of God. Nothing. They're going to be, God is going to impart that same creative ability that he has uh, to those individuals because there's the, the, the universe's unfinished business and those glorified sons of God and, and daughters, glorified sons and daughters of God are going to be instrumental in the beautifying and bringing to life the whole of the universe. All right? Um, and they're going to need power to do that. All right? And they're going to be uh, given that power. Angels won't be more powerful than these individuals. The only beings that will be greater than these glorified sons of God will be Christ and God. No, nothing else in existence would be more powerful than these beings. Nothing. And nothing will be impossible for them. Again, they'll have the ability to change, transform into any human likeness at will. All right, they got the freedom to do that. You know, no God is nothing. Will, they, God doesn't put shackles on on on. God's way of life is not a way that shackles you, all right? The, whole, the, the commandments of God are not shackling. They're liberating. They liberate you from these things. But these individuals uh, will have no shackles in terms of, you know, what they'll be able to do. And what the only requirement is that they'll be required to live uh, by those, um, the word of God. I mean, you know, and that, that is just going to be a, a given. Like this, the Bible says that it'll be impossible for them to sin. You know, they won't be able to sin. When you're in that true born again process, and that that is emphasizing uh, John, uh, uh, that they they won't be able to sin. When you're truly born again, it'll be impossible to sin, and that is what that means. But let's continue. Uh, but let me just emphasize uh, briefly here again. The, uh, when I say that they have the ability to transform into any human likeness, uh, Christ actually did that himself when he reappeared to the disciples after he was resurrected after his crucifixion. He came as on a couple of occasions, if I'm not mistaken, as two as different individuals. They didn't even know who he was. And then when he started talking, it was like, this guy, this sounds like Jesus. And it was Jesus. He just came in a different form. And what he was uh, conveying to them is that you'll be able to do this as well. All right, and that's why he did it to show to, to show them this is just a small sample of what you'll be able to do, transform into any human likeness, anything, do anything. These individuals, nothing will be impossible for these glorified uh, sons, spirit-born sons of God. Make no mistake about that. Let us continue. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God; neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Okay, this is these are the verses, uh, as well as First uh, Thessalonians chapter four, that these false ministers use to try to justify that false rapture teaching. This is not talking about a rapture. This is talking about the first resurrection. Okay, 
This is emphasizing the first resurrection. Make no mistake about that. Now, says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? God mocking death. Death has no power over God whatsoever. God says the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. Cringes in the faith of God. Death has no power over God. Uh, that the sting of death uh, is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, let's continue if you follow me. Now, now that is what's, uh, what these, let me just emphasize quickly here. This is what these false ministers use. In Corinthians and First Thessalonians primarily, there's probably one or two others, uh, or a few others, you know, that they use. But they again, they take it completely out of context. What's being emphasized again in First Corinthians 15, verse um, uh, 51, uh, uh, through 52, or through, or through 53, it says, "Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment." the twinkling of an eye and they use that as the rapture they say well that's the rapture that's not a rapture there's no such thing the rapture is not even found in the bible that is speaking about the first resurrection the resurrection of the first fruits those who are absolutely faithful to the commandments the word of god and who bear fruit all right and now that's what that is talking about the first resurrection make no mistake about that now let's continue if you'll follow me to uh, hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 As it states and, that is a, and, and as it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgment alright now as you see over and over emphasis on the judgment all right, a resurrection of judgment. First and fast. That's the first line of order. There is no instant ascension to heaven uh, based on whether you accepted Jesus Christ verbally. And that is, it is not at all uh, consistent with the Word of God. It is, it makes no sense at all. And basically, when you think about it, you, you just think about that. You stand before God. God said, "Well, listen here. I see here that you've been, uh, you've, uh, you know, God's word over and over it emphasizes that." We're going to be judged by the commandments and the word of God as a whole. And that's going to, you know, how your your um, your obedience based on uh, what you did in relation to the word of God, the commandments, is going to determine what how God deals with you. But they want you to believe, these false ministers want you to believe that when you stand before God, you can be guilty of all manner. You'll see here you was a sexual deviant. You, you, you know, you, you were a liar, a slanderer bared false witness against your neighbors on a consistent basis you were involved in all manner of perverse sexual behavior murdering uh, just trampling all over the commandments in the word of God as whole but oh wait a minute I see here that you accepted Jesus Christ verbally 
That automatically acquits you of everything. Does, does that make sense to you? Does that make sense to you? That is outright stupid and it's not at all consistent with the Word of God. Alright? You're going to be judged based on your actions. Alright? Over and over the Bible emphasizes uh, how the works can result in your, your, your uh, acquittal or your condemnation. But these false ministers teach you that works are in, 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 irrelevant. When works, like the, it's emphasized in Peter, good works are profitable unto all men. And this, it is supported by other scriptures in God's word. Doing good works can result in your acquittal or you being spared as opposed to condemned. But they say works don't aren't important. They basically got it backwards, all right? The, the whole the false doctrine and false teaching has it completely backwards and upside down and is going to result in the spiritual destruction and physical destruction of millions of people and the destruction of those false ministers that, that, that teach those false doctrines. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about that. They completely misinterpret God's word, applying their own twisted personal interpretation of God's word. I just recently heard one guy, some Japanese guy, you know, false minister, who said that uh, God is not concerned about Call it. What did he say? How did he put it? Behavior modification, but uh, he's not concerned about behavior modification. When over and over in God's word, God emphasizes behavior modification, and throughout God's word, you know, and this guy said that God is not concerned about behavior modification. I'm like, what Bible is this guy reading? This 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 is the problem. You have a number of these false ministers uh, saturating the landscape, teaching these false doctrines, which are completely deceiving these people. The, the doctrines that they teach are not at all consistent with the Word of God. It's going to result in the condemnation of a number of people that follow these false teachings because that the false gross deception produces gross rebellion, which produces condemnation when judged, physical and spiritual destruction. That is how it happens. All right, Satan. Being the 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 the, uh, the the source behind all of it, these are Satan's ministers, right? That is emphasized in, in Corinthians uh, uh, eleven thirteen through fifteen. Uh, a number of other scriptures, uh, Romans uh, chapter sixteen verse seventeen through eighteen. You know these are Satan's ministers. Second uh, Peter chapter one uh, verse uh, uh, to Second Peter. Uh, chapter uh, 2 verses 1 through 3 and in and, and, and verse 3 where it says that their judgment of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not the destruction of these ministers is coming rapidly All right, they don't understand what they're doing they don't understand how they're going to be dealt with God takes that very seriously they're contributing to the spiritual destruction of these people, people teaching doctrines that produce nothing but hypocrisy All right, completely distorting the word of God completely misinterpreting the word of God taking it completely out of context screwing it up completely which results in gross deception which results in gross rebellion which results in physical and spiritual destruction make no mistake about that and let's continue uh, if you'll follow me to um, uh, Revelation 20 verses 6 through 7 Revelation 20 verses 6 through 7 as it states here, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection again. Now, this is, this is what we're talking about, all right? You know, what they call the rapture 
is merely the first resurrection and only a small handful of people are going to take part in the resurrection. As it states here, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death is, has no power. And the second death is the lake of fire. The Bible says that the lake of fire, as hot as it is and as fierce as it is, as it is has no power over these beings. You know, the lake of fire can inflict major suffering even on archangels. But it will have no power on the sons of God. You know, But it goes on to state, uh, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now, you know, I hear some false ministers say, well, Satan is going to be sent to a place of restraint, the, the bottomless pit, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, where, wherever they uh, say that that place of restraint is. But, you know, which, you know, he is going to be sent to a place of restraint. He's not going to be uh, immediately sent to the cast into the lake of fire because that really would throw a monkey wrench in God's plans. He's going to be sent first to the uh, place of restraint. And then he's going to be loose for a season after a thousand years, the millennium, so we can deceive. And basically what this is, God is doing, is this is a we now process. God has to know uh, who is really faithful, who is absolutely faithful. No way God, no way God is going to impart the type of authority and power to individuals who are not absolutely faithful. It's just it is not going to happen. No way he's going to give that type of power and authority to somebody who is not absolutely faithful to him. He's not going to have uh, another Satan on his hands in no way, shape, or form. So uh, Satan is going to be loosed after the season, and then he's going to be uh, allowed to tempt and deceive, and that is then done as a weeding out process. So God can weed out all those that are not going to serve him anyway. The majority of the people are not going to fall for it because they're going to see what obeying God produces. Right, and they're going to most of them are going to want none, no part of what of what uh, they see as that satanic deception. No part of it, because uh, what uh, uh, serving God produces is going to be absolutely awesome, and they're going to want to continue in that. So the majority of them are not going to fall for it, but there are going to be some that are going to be deceived, uh, and they're going to go follow Satan. There's only a small handful, and again, that's a we now process. After that, Satan then goes to the lake of fire. Now, I've asked my question, why is Satan not tossed into the lake of fire first and then taken out and, 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 and allowed to deceive? Because there's nothing no way, nothing you'll be able to do to get him to, 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 to uh, commit any evil after you cast him into the lake of fire. Because, uh, he, he, because he, he, he won't want to go back in there. All right? That's why he's not cast into the lake of fire first and then taken out of the lake of fire to deceive. First, he's sent to a place of restraint. Right? And then he's released and allows to deceive again. If he was cast into the lake of fire first, it would throw a monkey wrench in God's plans. God still needs him to, 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 uh, to um, uh, perform that weed now process. All right? The lake of fire is no joke. All right? And God says that after six, Satan, is, 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 after a short period, he's going to be begging for mercy, but he's never going to receive it. That's how horrible it is. All right? See, even Satan is about to be humbled. He really doesn't understand what he's got himself into. He really doesn't understand what he's got himself into. That's what Christ tells us in Matthew. He says, fear not them that kill the body, but fear him, fear him who, because after that there's nothing else that they can do. He said, but fear him who's able to destroy both body and soul in hell fire or death fire. And Christ is emphasizing it's terrible. All right? You don't want to go there. All right? 
that's what this is what Christ is emphasizing out of, out of, out of his love for the for the for for his uh, his uh, his, son, his servants he's, he's letting them know everything you don't want to go to that lake of fire because it's absolutely horrible all right now let's continue if you'll follow me to uh, revelation uh, 2012 revelation uh, 2012 it states here and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which are written in those books, and the books according to their works. And this is speaking about the, 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 the command, the, 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 the Bible and the commandments. It's, these are what you're going to be judged by. But what you see here over and over is what's being emphasized, a resurrection of judgment. There's no instant ascension to heaven based on whether you accepted Jesus Christ verbally, all right? That is a complete gross misinterpretation of God's word it's, a, it, it, it's based on that false doctrine of salvation by grace through faith only which encourages and promotes hypocrisy and rebellion against the commandments and the word of God as a whole which ultimately leads to destruction both physically and spiritually when judged make no mistake about that over and over excuse me you see a resurrection to judgment being emphasized here over and over and over again as the Bible interprets itself, supports itself, justifies itself and confirms itself over and over again. Alright? Don't believe me. Believe the Word of God. And I uh, hope to do another uh, audio uh, going into detail about the born, born again. And again, that audio should be entitled Are You Really Born Again? Or something along those lines. But really going into detail what that is about. And um, but again, you see here how the Bible is interpreting itself over supporting itself. All right, no man can interpret the Bible. The Bible will interpret itself, and that man will, who is led by the Spirit of God, will know how to properly allow the Bible to interpret itself. All right, no man can interpret the Bible. And what happens in instances like that it results in gross deception, gross rebellion, and that that results in spiritual and physical destruction make no mistake about that again don't believe me believe the word of God there's no ascension to heaven based on uh, immediately ascension to heaven based on whether you accepted Jesus Christ verbally or not there's no such thing as a rapture all right that term the rapture that these false ministers uh, emphasize is nothing but the first resurrection and they've completely misinterpreted that that whole uh, incident uh, to to uh, make it appear that that is uh, gonna that means that the whole of mankind is gonna participate in that in that resurrection and you're completely misinterpreting God's word applying their own personal interpretation of the word of God which again results in gross deception which results in gross rebellion which results in spiritual and physical destruction when judged make no mistake about that don't believe me believe the word of God my name is Donald Bohannon thanks for listening